0: This is episode 61 of the Thriving Mom podcast. Today, we're talking about one thing that's really important to think about when you're setting goals. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Thriving Mom podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor, On a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Well, hello, Thriving Moms. How are you? So a lot of us are in this space where we may have set our goals for 2022 already or we're yet to do so. I'm kind of in between. I've set my goals but I still need to go back and tweak a few things. So whether you've set your goals already, are yet to do so, or are kind of in between, I think there's something valuable for you in this podcast episode. So this podcast is kind of a three-part series that are connected but not so much and I'll tell you why. So this week I'm kind of helping you lay the foundation so that when I start talking about goal setting, over the next two episodes it kind of makes sense next week's episode is going to be about goal setting the beginning process of doing that and then the episode after that is going to be a step by step guide to help you set yours if you haven't done that already and if you have maybe there are some things that you want to go back and kind of tweak a little bit okay taking stock this is an important process that i think we all need to be doing whether you set goals or not because it helps you take a look at how far you've come there's so much value in this process and I think that so many of us have been conditioned to not pay attention to this part of our growing process and that's why a lot of us keep staying on that I'm not good enough will or I need to be doing more or I need to be doing better Because we don't know what we've done. We just keep going because we're hoping that other people's validation would show us and tell us how far we've come. But if you've been on this planet for even longer than a few years, you know that that's not true. So, like I said, this is all about breaking that habit of staying in that endless grind of hustling and trying to work for your worth. So even before we dive in, I just want you to notice how... Most of the times, when you praise yourself or when people praise you, it's based on external circumstances. It's based on how many stars you got at school, what grade you got. Grade here, meaning for those who go to school and they're assessed, maybe you got an A plus or you had a 70%. This is, you know, kind of the westernized education system. Those are the kinds of things. How many stars did you have? How many stickers? These are all the things that we tend to think make us valuable. We tend to think show our growth. And sometimes these circumstances fall short of our expectations. It's not what we expect. So then we feel disappointed. But I really want you, as you listen to this podcast episode, to know that it's important for you to reflect on your own growth and cultivate the habit of taking stock so that you can applaud yourself without waiting for the stars, without waiting for the stickers without waiting for the grades. That's the best thing you can do for yourself. Because when you're able to take stock of your own growth, then you don't need other people's validation. You just keep doing what you need to do. Rinse, repeat, and keep going. So for some of you listening, you might be thinking about all the things you didn't do over 2021. I know you're listening, you're thinking about where you should have done better, or you just feel that little fear of Wanting to avoid the mistakes. And I'm saying mistakes here in quote. You want to avoid that. Or you're worried that you might not be able to achieve at the same level that you achieved in 2021. I mean, in fact, this happened to me (laughs) a week ago because I was reflecting on my business goals. And I was really worried that I hadn't met my goal. But you know, the funny thing was because I was so afraid and worried that I hadn't met my goal, I actually didn't even go back to take stock. I was just like, I'm going to set a new goal for 2022 and move on. But then I was part of, I think it was like a five-day challenge. And I decided I was going to face my fear, suck it up, pull myself by my ovaries, which is something I just learned from one of my friends. (laughs) I think it's very funny. Anyway, so I decided I'll just, you know, do what needs to be done. Went back and looked through my records. And wouldn't you know, I did meet my goal for the number of clients that I wanted last year. What my brain was focusing on was the money but the issue wasn't the money because when i went back to calculate what i wanted to earn based on the number of clients i realized there was an error and that made me feel like oh i see what's happening here but i wouldn't have known that if i hadn't taken stock so i think it's really important i know when when i say this it's like well what's the point it has happened already yes Whatever has happened has happened, but sometimes the best way for you to learn is to go back and see how you achieved whatever it was you achieved, see what you did well, replicate that, see the places where there may have been errors, and decide how you wanna approach those opportunities or those experiences differently. So one thing I wanna say is that many of us think that our goals are not worth celebrating especially if you've been conditioned as a woman. This is not something that we're taught. And even when you do it, people tend to think it's pompous or you're being proud or you're, sh- you're just showing off. So we're not really accustomed to celebrating our goals, even when we haven't met them. So I want to invite you to be open to doing something different. Celebrate every little bit of growth. I think about a plant for those of you who garden or grow plants, sometimes it doesn't grow the way it's supposed to. Like some of them struggle a little bit depending on how the environment is or maybe changes in its position or facing the sun, different factors. Now, no one just uproots the plant and throws it away. A gardener will know that you can check the soil, you can check the leaves to see if there are any bugs, check the soil to see if it's right for the plant, check where it's facing the sun, check for air drafts, check for so many factors. And then it might just be a matter of pruning the plant a little bit just so it can grow more or adding some kind of supplements or support like fertilizer in the soil to support its growth. I want you to see your growth that way. By taking stock, you'll have a better idea of your journey and know where to focus your energy on. So I think I've laid that foundation long enough. Let's move on to some steps. So here are some questions that you want to ask yourself. What was your before like? This is where you're thinking about, okay, where did I start from? What was the situation? How was I feeling? What were the things that I was doing that I no longer wanted to do? Want to take stock of your before. And then you want to take stock of where you are before you set that goal. So for some of you, this would look like your current after. Again, I'm using after here in quotes. What does that look like right now? How different are you right now? What are some things that you said you weren't going to do that you're not doing anymore? What are some things that you're still doing? And then you're going to assess that journey between the before and after. Think about the things that you did that worked. What are the things that you did that may not have worked? And what were the opportunities for growth? Then you're going to use all that information to plan your goal. Again, if you don't know who you became, if you don't know the changes that happened, you will not know how to replicate the things that you did that got you far enough and you might repeat the same things that pulled you back. So it's really important to assess that before and after. Okay, so I know what I'm saying for some of you might sound really far off like how does this happen in practice? I'm going to share one of my clients' stories with you, just so you know how it looks like in real life. So when she came to me, we started working on her relationship with food and her body. One of the things that she struggled with was emotional eating. And that was her before trait. Emotional eating was every day, sometimes multiple times a day. And there were so many factors, like she wouldn't take lunch breaks. She would stay hungry, forget breakfast. Or even when she had breakfast, it was just coffee and a sandwich. She works in a high-stress job. So that was her before. When we assessed where she was right now, so that next step, she was down to emotional eating maybe two or less times a week. And even at that, because I had taught her the tools to use to consciously decide and give herself permission when she wanted to eat emotionally, she was able to give herself permission and she took 100% responsibility for choosing to cope in that moment with food. and She was present with it. She did not beat herself about it. She just ate, recognized what happened, and moved on to solve whatever the issue was. Now for her, when we were assessing her before and after, what worked was that she was able to raise her awareness of her emotions. So she was able to know when she wasn't taking care of herself. In Thrive, I teach my clients this. Most of the times when emotional eating occurs, it's because our self-care is lacking. So she was able to know where she wasn't paying attention and mostly was the sleep and also having her lunch breaks. Then she was able to feel her emotions so that they didn't feel so scary. This is another thing that a lot of us struggle with. But the worst thing that can happen is that you have emotions and that's okay. What didn't work for her was that there were times when she was hard on herself. So whenever she felt like she had eaten emotionally, there were thoughts that she had about herself and about the whole experience. So then we were able to coach on how to work through that. And then we decided to focus on her ability and her capacity for compassion for herself. And by the time we were through working together, I remember she shared a story with me. How after dinner she had gone into the kitchen to get a snack, she started thinking about what would taste good. And she felt like there was nothing in the house that would satisfy her craving. And all of a sudden she caught herself. So again, raising that awareness and she thought, hmm, that's interesting. I just ate. I'm not physically hungry. So she started going through some of the questions that I give them in Thrive to just assess whether they're physically hungry or not and a few other things and what she noticed was that she wasn't physically hungry she was actually uneasy because of a post that she had seen on facebook so she decided to log off of facebook and shut her computer down and she was fine she didn't feel the need to eat emotionally after that and it was interesting because before this is what she said to me before she would have just gone into the kitchen and tried to find something hard thing was always a bag of chips She would eat the bag of chips, and because she felt she couldn't leave any, she would finish everything. So, you can see how this process can be very valuable, especially when there's something that you're very particular about working through. Now, imagine if she hadn't gone through that process of taking stock. She could have just believed that she would always struggle with emotional eating. But this process was helpful for her because she was able to see, she was able to raise her level of awareness, she was able to come in and support herself with the tools that she needed. Of course, I don't think emotional eating is bad or good. It is a coping mechanism that a lot of us use. The only time it becomes an issue for some of us is because it is the only coping mechanism we have. And sometimes we feel really terrible about it, which doesn't help our situation. And then for other people, it leads to results that you don't want. So. It's up to you. It's your decision how you want to deal with that. But I just used this example to show you how important it is for you to take stock. And I want to remind you that no matter where you are on your journey with food and your body, there's always room to celebrate. Maybe you used to speak unkindly to yourself every day, and now you're just aware that you do it, or you catch yourself when you do it. Take stock of your growth. That's an improvement. Maybe you used to weigh yourself every day on a scale, And now you're only doing it maybe once every couple of weeks. Take stock and celebrate. That's growth. The more you're able to water those experiences, the more you're able to nurture those experiences, you are teaching your brain a new way of thinking, a new way of doing things. And it's those little wins that'll keep you going. They'll help you know more of who you are becoming and give you the fuel to keep growing. So... I want you to go ahead and take stock today. Over the next two weeks, we're going to talk about goal setting. And I'll give you a step-by-step guide on how to goal set. Is that even a word? On how to set non-diet health goals. It's going to be fun. I'm so excited about it. Okay. Get to celebrating, my friends. Because you are worth celebrating. Have a beautiful week, my friends. And keep thriving. Hey. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy. Get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash food freedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.